So, Matt, do you know how you trap a polar bear? No, how? Well, you dig a hole in the ice, and you fill the ice with ash from a fire pit. And then you line the rim of that hole with frozen peas. And when he comes up to take a pea, you kick him in the ash hole. <laughs> Man, I've heard that one before. Just some trapping advice if you <laughs> didn't. <laughs> Good evening, everybody, and welcome to the Graveyard. Thank you for joining us tonight. My name is Adam. And my name's Matt. Now, pull up a tombstone or settle into your casket and get comfortable because this is Graveyard Tales. (laughs) Well, here we are again, Matt. Yeah, we're back again. I'm surprised we're not floating away. It's been raining. Oh, yeah. non- it's raining now. Stop. Yeah, so if y'all hear that weird thing that I might not be able to edit out, that's the rain. Yeah. You know. And if uh if I just abruptly leave in the middle of this, it's cuz it started to snow. Yeah, right. And I got to drive. <laughs> no kidding. Cuz that's bound to happen later tonight I know, as well. We can't drive in snow. No. And hey, man, you know what I did this week? Huh. Man, I wrote a song. Oh yeah. Yeah, I wrote a song about a tortilla. Really? It's more of a rap. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> yep, 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 yep. <laughs> a little taste of my own medicine there. <laughs> Got him twice. <laughs> oh, fine. Fine. I'll take it. So has anyone out there, I, 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 Talk to Matt, and he hasn't either, but has anyone out there actually watched the the show Project Blue Book that's on History Channel? Because um, let us know if you have. We've heard some bad things about it, like it's not that good, so we're just curious. Um, but the thing I, I, that bothered me about what I have seen is the, the trailer for it. The guy says, well, it was a UFO. And the military guy looks at him and goes, a UF what? And that just drives me batty. Like UFO is like the most obscure term anybody's ever used. Not not that. It's that O is the most obscure term that anyone's ever used. He understood U and F, but the O part is what threw him. You know, it's like, why? That just drives me. People do that all the time. Just go, a what? Or, you know, I don't know what that is or something. Don't go, a UF what? Oh, dude, I said, oh, it's not that hard. It's a letter in the alphabet. But it's funny, the things that get your goat. It really is. Speaking I, I, of goat. Speaking of goat. <laughs> foreshadowing. <laughs> so before we get into what Matt foreshadowed to, um, like Matt had mentioned to in other episodes, please check out the sponsors that we have on random weeks throughout the month. It really helps us keep the show free and you know, it allows us to expand what we're doing and do some new cool things. So anytime we have a sponsor, please go check them out and go to their website, check out what they got going on, use our special promo code to help save you some money on whatever it is. Um, on another thing, just because I, I love this and I've, I've been talking to Matt and Ashley and Amanda and everybody about this, the documentary Hellier. If you have not watched that, by the time this episode drops, what are you doing with your life? <laughs> it's yeah. Well, apparently nothing. Uh, I, no, I mean because I haven't seen it. Yet. You got to watch it. I'm sure by the time you told me about this last night. Well, that's what I'm saying. By the time this episode <laughs> drops, you will have watched it. I promise. Um, but it's by Greg and Dana Newkirk from the Para Museum. Yeah, and you guys will probably know who they are, but. No spoilers, but it's about a town in Kentucky named Hellier, Kentucky. And there's some tie-ins to a lot of the stuff that Matt and I cover. And similar topics, similar vein, all that stuff. Just go check it out. Thank me later. Um, You know, you can email us or hit us up and just say thank you for the... Right. You know. Yeah, so, you know, Adam and I talk about how the universe will 
loop around on itself. And when we start researching a topic, stuff will just happen, mm-hmm. you know, synchronicities. Yeah. So, so last week's episode about the Fay, and over this weekend, we we just decide we're going to watch the show Lost Girl. Neither one of us have ever seen it. I didn't know much about it other than I had heard of the show. That's about the girl who's trying to go to the store and she can't find the store, right? <laughs> like GPS is not taking her Close. there. Oh, okay. A loaf of bread, yeah. a container of milk, and a <laughs> stick of butter. Now, Lost Girl is about the Fae. Mm-hmm. And I had I had no idea. And so we watched the first two episodes back to back. I'm like, this is so weird that we decided to watch this the same week we just dropped that episode. Dude, and there's all this stuff, and I'm going, hey, is that? Is, hey, yeah, yeah, we, we talked about, about that. We talked about that. It was really cool. So. Dude, that happens all the time. Like, we'll be researching for a topic, and the the night we record, before you get over here, I'll pop on the TV, just kind of hanging out and getting ready, and a show about what we're doing this week pops on, and I'm like, really? And this it happens more often than coincidence. Yeah. You know, it becomes a synchronicity at, at some point, and it's just, it's weird. Yeah. But, you know, it, I like it. It's interesting. <laughs> it is. Something to talk about. Exactly. Um, So we wanted to real quick thank Freya uh, for sending us a postcard and a magnet from Amsterdam. Really cool to get that uh, all the way from Amsterdam. Um, Postcard got some cool pictures of Amsterdam on there, and then we got a, a magnet that is from the red light district. And so we can actually say the red light district is in the graveyard now. Um, I thought maybe it was a hash bar. No, it's a sex house. <laughs> says it right on the magnet. <laughs> so, oh, wait, is that what it says? That's what it says. Got to get you some glasses. God, you, you don't know how true of a statement that is. My arms aren't long enough for me to read print that small. So. <laughs> yeah, it says sex house, Matt. Yeah, um, but thank you, Freya, for sending us that. That's really cool. And and thank you, everybody that uh, wished me happy birthday. Um, man, I couldn't believe I, I, I'm still I'm still going back and forth and reading posts and people are wishing me happy birthday. But I realized um, I am now I am now closer to fifty than I am forty. Right. And I don't really get hung up on my age, but today. Uh, I was watching a video on Netflix, and now, you know, they go get the little surveys that come mm-hmm. up there. And uh, the survey was, what is your age? And it was like, you know, like 12 to 18. And then, and the very last one was 45 plus. Yep. And I'm like, oh, no. Yep, you're in the <laughs> plus category now. <laughs> Now in the plus category. You don't even get an age anymore. It's just, <laughs> it's 45 or old. <laughs> I'm like, this button should be grayed out. You right. Know? <laughs> well, you know what happens? If you click that button, you immediately get signed up for an AARP card. <laughs> I, I should get 50 cents off coffee at McDonald's. You should. Or, you know, you know something. I, I mean. Uh, you know. I, I, you know. I, yeah. I don't, I, like I said, I don't get hung up about it. That just, I just struck the chord with me. I'm like, oh, you got to be kidding. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, you know, it was good to see all of our, our uh, graveyard people come out and wish you a happy birthday. That was yeah. really cool. Yeah. Um, but if you want to send us anything like Freya did, it's P.O. Box 941, Hendersonville, Tennessee, 37077. Uh, don't normally read that out on the show, It's but it's always in the show notes if you want to send us anything. So Matt, let's let's get into tonight's episode. What are we talking about tonight, Matt? Okay, tonight we are going to talk about the old Alton Bridge, um, just north of Dallas, south of Denton, Texas, also known as the Goatman's Bridge, mm-hmm. or if you're ridiculous, Goatman's Bridge. Goatman's Bridge. <laughs> Can't tell you how many times we heard that in a documentary or a YouTube video. You know, old man Goatman. So, like Matt said, it, it's the old Alton Bridge um, 
is it's been around for a really long time and it less than four miles from the town of Corinth in Denton County, there was a village called Alton and it was founded in 1848. There was only one residence for a long time named W.C. Baines, and he's the one that lived there in that area with one established farmstead. Um, now, in 1884, there was an old Iron Trust bridge that was built over the Hickory Creek area on Copper Canyon Road, and it was built by the King Bridge Company of Cleveland, Ohio. It was a 145-foot-long bridge, and it was the main bridge in that area until 2001. Now, in 2001, it was replaced by a modern shiny steel bridge um, and a new road. So it just bypassed that because the old Alton Bridge is one lane. So if two cars met on either end of that bridge, one had to wait, one would come through, and then you'd go through. So it wasn't really conducive for a high traffic area like that Alton area was becoming. But it connected Denton, Texas to Copper Canyon. So like Matt said, it's just like the very south end of Denton. It's in Denton County. Mm -hmm. Um, So if you live in Denton County, you probably know of this bridge. I grew up, you know, outside of Dallas and I had heard of this bridge. It was named in the Dallas observers in their 2015 list of top 10 stops to make on a creepy tour of Dallas. And as Matt and I said, it's a it's a little far from Dallas to be considered a tour of Dallas. <laughs> um, you got that a little wrong, but I mean, if you're in the area, sure, you can make a trip to it. It's not that well, you know, Texas is kind of flat, so it, you could probably see it from Dallas. You know, yeah, being that's right. that there's no that's, hills. That's the old joke, you know. Yeah. Guys in Lubbock, and he looks around. And he says, "Man, I didn't know Lubbock was that big." It's like that's Dallas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And, you know, it, in respectively speaking, it, it's not that far in Texas terms. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, yeah. It, you can drive from Dallas to uh, the old Alton Bridge pretty quickly. The first time someone ever reported anything strange on old Alton Bridge was actually in 1938. But before we talk about the strange happenings, Matt, why don't you tell us about the legend of the Goatman Bridge? Okay. So just after the turn of the century, an African-American man named Oscar Washburn moved to the area surrounding the old Alton Bridge. Now, Oscar was a goat farmer, and before long, he began selling milk, cheese, meat, hides, and other products from his farm. He was known in North Texas to be an honest and dependable businessman, and locals gave him the nickname the Goat Man. Now, Oscar was quite successful and what many would consider wealthy at the time, but a successful African-American man in the early 1900s was not necessarily welcomed by all. As the story goes, Washburn would eventually display a sign on the old Alton Bridge reading, This Way to the Goat Man. For whatever reason, this became the last straw for a local group of Ku Klux Klan members. One night, several Klan members crossed the bridge with their headlights off, ambushing Oscar and his family. Washburn was taken to the bridge. A noose was tied around his neck, and he was hanged off the side of the bridge. When the men checked to see if Oscar was dead, they were shocked at what they saw. An empty noose. None of the men had heard the splash of Washburn's body hitting the water below, so believing that he may have managed to escape, they went back to Oscar's house and murdered his family in cold blood. Now, just like any story that has been told for years, it has many variations. Some say his entire family was hung off the bridge. Some say his house was burned with his family inside, but they all agree that Oscar Washburn's body was never found, and that if you drive across the bridge at night without headlights, the goat man will be waiting for you at the other side. Which, you know, we hear those kind of legends a lot in, you know, about a bunch of different areas. Um, Yeah. 
the driver bridges especially yeah bridges railroad tracks yeah. that kind of thing um i've told a story about haunted railroad tracks there in plano close to where i grew up that we'd go hang out at um you know there's always kind of that legend revolving around these places and that's what matt and i are going to get into tonight is is it legend is there something more to it whatever but the, uh, a lot of people also attribute some of what's happening there at the bridge to Satanist, who performed rituals on the bridge and opened portals that allowed demons to come through. Others say that the goat man's wife is always searching for her murdered children in the area. Which, that, that one right there really sounds like one of these campfire stories. Yeah, it sound, it sounds a lot like the legend of La Llorona from Texas. And we've heard that before up in that area. And man, you, um, re- you really pronounce that way better than I would have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's it, growing up in Texas, uh-huh. you know, uh-huh. you, you get that uh, drilled into your head. Um, but. There's one other legend about that bridge that people tell a lot, and it's that there in, there were some Copper Canyon cowboys who lynched a goat herder named Jack Kendall, and it was from a real tall tree on the side of the creek near where the bridge now stands, and they did a real bad job of hanging the man and his head popped off of his body. How do you do a bad job at this? I I don't know. This is a bad job. This is apparently a bad job. Yeah. I mean, if you behead the guy when you're trying to hang the guy, you've, you've done something wrong. Um, I don't want to get into semantics, but you would think (laughs) that wouldn't be, you wouldn't be able to mess it up that much. Um, but apparently, those people watched in, quote, horror as the headless body of this man raised itself up from the creek bed mud and ripped the head off of a nearby goat and replaced it with his own. So pulls a head off a goat, sticks it on his head, and apparently his head is still dangling from the noose. And this is the goat man that you see yeah. in the area. So. You've got a figurative goat man and a literal goat man. Right. So, yeah. I mean, it's like I said, what 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 could make the legend of a haunted bridge in Texas any better? Two legends. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. The same haunted bridge. <laughs> exactly. Now, how do you, you know, what what might be the ways that you would see the goat man? Well, one of the ways they say is that if you drive up to the bridge and you knock on the steel of this bridge three times at midnight, the goat man will appear. Or like Matt said earlier, you drive up, turn your car lights off, and then you honk three times and this will summon the goat man. But before he shows up, there's apparently a really rancid smell of decaying flesh. We see that a lot in other legends, too, that a, a smell precedes the the entity. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like my son going to the bathroom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> smell precedes it. <laughs> so there are numerous reports tell of glowing eyes that burn red in the darkness of the forest that surrounds it. There's apparently glimpses of a large snarling goat-headed man that's stomping through the woods or of just apparitions of what could be a satyr that's carrying the heads of goats or the heads of humans in his hands. Others have claimed to hear splashing in the creek directly below, which is followed by unsettling laughter. And some report a ghostly man that's actually herding goats over the bridge. And they see his apparition staring at them, sometimes holding the head of a goat in under each arm. So a lot of variation. Exactly. That that that's where this starts losing me is there are so many 
iterations of what people see that it starts losing credibility to yeah. me. It, it, be, it begins to take on the flavor of urban legend and less of, you know, the story of the haunted bridge. Right. You know, I mean, we've heard these stories and it, and it doesn't make them any less fun or interesting. It just makes them less believable. Right. And, and we're going to get into, um, the, the details or lack thereof when it comes to people's accounts of their experiences when visiting the bridge. Right. So, um, I mean, you're you're gonna you're gonna see you know the the scarier the more grotesque these things become these stories you know the I hate to say the less I believe them but the less I believe them yeah right <laughs> I mean because it just seems like over the over the decades that this story has been told everyone will add their own nuances and their own style and their own embellishments to to make it a little bit better a little bit creepier a little bit scarier right you know and each time you get an addition like that you know it it makes the story scarier for people to want to go see it but at some point like you said it loses some credibility um because all of these things that are supposedly seen, they don't really have a tie-in to each other. You know, it's like random mm -hmm. paranormal occurrences mm -hmm. that happen. Like, there's tales of bobbing lights in the woods and translucent figures seen walking the bridge. Uh, and, glowing red eyes. Right. And, and you know, the there are reports from people, locals and people visiting there that apparently there's always abandoned cars that have gotten in wrecks at the bridge, near the bridge, or whatever. Um, you know, some paranormal investigators who go there say that they've had their hands touched or, you know, that they have been grabbed by something that they can't see. But, you know... It, the clincher for Matt and I was we were looking up all this stuff and we were, you know, we were coming up with all of these legends and we were seeing all these little snippets of people who say they felt creepy, you know, creepy vibes when they were there and da 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 da. But in all of the research that Matt and I did, we could never find any historical record for anything that even resembled the legends happening at that bridge. That's right, because the names Oscar Washburn and Jack Kendall don't actually appear in any historical record. Now, you know, people that are true believers are, are going to make comments like, well, records were poorly kept back then, or even African-American records from those times really weren't kept at all, which... You know, you could sit there and say, uh, well, maybe you're right. I mean, I honestly, I don't know. I mean, I, with what I do, I have met a lot of folks that are in their 90s. Even I've had I've, I've met folks that are, you know, 100, 203 years old and th their birth certificate. I remember I met one lady. She didn't really know how old she was by about three years mm -hmm. because her her birth certificate was not. It didn't look legit at all. Yeah. You know, it just it was essentially handwritten by whatever town doctor actually delivered her. Right. And so it could have been whenever. So there's there's always something that somebody can say when we're talking about stories from then, if it's not. If it's not actually documented in in a in a record, you know, in either a, a city or a county archives or something like that, oh well, 
they were lost in a fire or a flood, or they didn't keep those kind of records then. So that's why we can't see that there's names. Because if you go and you you Google these folks, I mean, you're going to find a photograph of Oscar Washburn. It's not him. Yeah. It's just it's just a picture that people are using to represent that, him. Right, that they tagged as him. Right. And so, again, like Adam's saying, w- without any additional historical documentation of the existence of any characters in these legends, it makes it even harder to believe. But there are so many people that visit this bridge year in and year out that come away with some type of story uh, of an experience that they can't explain. Right. And and those experiences are, are as varied as the legends are. Yep. As varied and as vague most of the time. <laughs> That's right. You know, uh, along with not being able to find any real historical record of any of this, Matt and I were getting very frustrated with the quality of the accounts that people gave for what they experienced at the bridge. Yeah. Um, talking about the historical records, the only real reported violent act that we could find that, you know, happened years and years and years ago um, on that bridge was there was a shootout between an outlaw named Sam Bass and the Texas Rangers at that bridge where Sam Bass was killed. But other than that, we couldn't find the historical evidence for anything. And so we go, okay, we'll look into some of the more recent activity and see what happened. And Matt and I talked for several days about what's, why can't we find this stuff? You know, usually there's a wealth of information that we can find. And usually there's too much information for us to pack into an episode. But the evidence is just not there for this one. So we, you know, apparently there are two paranormal groups named the Paranormal Investigators of North Texas and the Denton County Paranormal Investigators who are consistently surveilling the bridge and they always report that there is strange activity. But that's about all they say. They don't go into detail about what the strange activity is. Yeah. So, you know, we can infer from a lot of it that it's same things. It's orbs, stuff like that, you know, but it's just not out there. Yeah. So, Matt, let's talk about some of the personal experiences that we were able to find. Yeah, because... You know, what's better than all y'all sitting out there going, well, this show's going to stink. They're going to wrap this up and go, yeah, this place is a lot of bunk. <laughs> you know, we're done. Good night. No, that leaves a lot of room for me and Adam to talk about crap. Right. <laughs> about what the heck could be going on down there. And, and you know, Adam's right. Is this just a legend? I mean, is there something there? I mean, could go either way, but. We're we're gonna we're gonna throw our own spin on it and uh, let you decide when we're done. Hey Adam, do you ever think are we alone? Do you ever think if aliens really exist? The existence of extraterrestrial life has captured our collective imagination for generations, and those who claim to have had encounters believe what they saw. But what does the evidence show? Well, every week, the Parcast Network's new podcast, Extraterrestrial, examines these stories with a critical eye. They analyze possible scientific explanations, and they determine what really may have happened and whether or not we really are alone, as you asked earlier. Now, the Pentagon spent $100 million researching UFOs, and they've got nothing to show for it. In fact, some might say they're hiding something from us. Well, extraterrestrial will dig deep into the evidence to determine the truth. Do they really have something to hide? New episodes of Extraterrestrial come out every Tuesday. And look for 
upcoming episode spotlighting reptilian humanoids and the 1977 UFO invasion in Fort Benning, Georgia. Search and subscribe to Extraterrestrial wherever you listen to podcasts. Again, that's Extraterrestrial, E-X-T-R-A-T-E-R-R-E-S-T-R-I-A-L, or visit parcast.com slash extraterrestrial to start listening now. Hello, listeners. I'm Jaden McKell, and welcome to Straight Up Enigmas, a podcast to explore the unexplained. Spine-tingling supernatural stories, true crime, and riddles from the ancient world are all things to expect when you tune in to Straight Up Enigmas. Like the time we discussed the mysterious death of Alyssa Lamb, or share terrifying true stories from real people about sleep paralysis and shadow people. In one of our most recent episodes, I told the story of Debbie Kent, the sister of my dad's best friend from high school, who was abducted and murdered by serial killer Ted Bundy. Join us every Tuesday and dive into the world's weirdest riddles, unsolved cold cases, and ghostly encounters. You can find our Straight Up Strange episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere you get your podcasts. I did find it interesting, though, that this place is so, it's so popular that Ghost Adventures actually did their 2016 Halloween episode from the Goatman's Bridge. Mm -hmm. So it's not like we just picked up a thing and we're like, oh, well, this is totally bogus. I mean, the stories have been around so long that there are a lot of people that really believe that this place is haunted by something. Mm -hmm. And that's another thing. It it varies on what's really there. As Adam mentioned, is it is it the wife uh, of Oscar Washburn? Is it Oscar himself? Is there a demon that inhabits that area and, you know, keeps people away? Either way, none of them really like people coming. Right. You know, but during this episode of of Ghost Adventures um, and, and not that Adam and I want to lend any more credence to to old Zach over there. Mr. Bagels. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it, it is worth mentioning what happened. Now, this episode, it, it's full of the usual dramatic th- theatrics. I mean, let's just, I mean, you know, let's just put it out there. I mean, it, they, they o- overreact to everything. It's a paranormal investigation show on TV. But it does include an apparent attack on the show's still photographer, uh, Ashley Wisely, who would later quit the show due to emotional trauma she experienced. Now, please understand, we enjoy poking fun at Zach's frat boy bravado and, and him taunting spirits like a drunk football fan. But Adam and I do know that there are documented cases of demonic attacks and how serious investigating these type of things can be. So we do hope that anyone affiliated with the show that has dealt with emotional and or physical trauma that can occur finds peace and healing. But we included this because of what the show did not highlight. Now, during a one-on-one talk with Ashley after the attack, Zach is asking her what she wants to do. Now, YouTube channel Disclosed Screen posted a video of the interview, zoomed in and slowed down to show something apparently coming into view outside the window just over Ashley's right shoulder. Now, whatever it is, appears to have something resembling horns. And it also casts a reflection on the windowsill above them. Now you can go and look at this video. Now I watch I've watched it probably a dozen times to try to see if I'm if I'm looking at a crew member back there, if I'm looking at somebody else. Um one one person said it's a dude in a cowboy hat. It you I don't think you see enough of it to go it's a it's a man. Right. <clears throat> much less a man in a cowboy hat. But there is something that comes into view. I mean, it's not 
it's obvious enough that there's something moving in the background behind them. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, You know, is it the goat man? I don't know, but it is strange. Um, And, you know, it, it could be something that they, they just stuck in there, you know, and said, well, let's see how long it takes somebody to notice this. You know, I I wouldn't put it past. I mean, it's entertainment for crying out loud. I mean, Mm -hmm. it's a TV show and it's a popular TV show. I mean, Heck, how long has it been on? What, 15 years or something? A long time. Long time. Um, So, you know, I can't can't fault them for that. Um, But I wouldn't put it past them doing something that just they didn't even mention. But um, I I looked. And if if you found this, then let me know. Because, you know, I dug around and I couldn't find anybody that was able to directly debunk it and say, for a fact, this was done by the show. Or this was something else, you know. It it was just something missed by the by the editors, and they and it got left in the episode. Mm-hmm. I I was unable to find that. So, you know, as far as I can tell, it still stands as some some weird event that happened in the show. A mystery caught on camera. You got it. So, and like I said, they don't they don't address it in the show. Yeah, which that it happened. That you know, for the show, makes it a little weird because they do do that. Mm-hmm. A lot. They they will point out things that I don't see, I don't hear when I, you know, I'll admit I watch the show, but. It's entertaining. Well, yeah, it's more of an entertainment for me than it is that I take it as a serious thing. We've talked about this before. You know, it, it's they do their crew does some good research about the location, mm-hmm. but their investigations are just overdramatic and all which makes me think that if they were legitimately doing something outside of the window that they wanted people to see, they would have pointed it out. Yeah, I I think that way, too. But, you know, which means, you know, they may have caught something that people have seen before and have not been able to catch, and they didn't even know they did it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I remember watching that episode, too. and. You know, for the most part, they didn't catch anything. You know, they had some red eyes or whatever <clears throat> yeah, that they red, saw. Red eyes, and and of course, you know they they all kind of there. There is a part where you know Zach begins to choke himself. Mm-hmm. You know, again, a, a little overplayed, yeah. but they they were all experiencing something personal, and but but no real. Nothing really happened as far as you could see an external cause for any of this. Right. Which, which makes, you know, that we've discussed this. It, it makes paranormal investigating difficult because, in my opinion, a lot of the way that spirits or entities communicate is through personal feelings. You know, they, they're not going to just come out and on camera say, Hey, I am the ghost of blah, and I, I'm here to, you know, scare all of you and da da da. They just don't do that, you know. They they communicate through the way they make you feel, or something like that. So it's very hard to get actual evidence for a haunting or a goat man being out there, right? Um, but there was a person that wrote a blog spot for a website called Unexplained Universe. Um, And I've got the link in the show notes. Um, But they write in and they discuss the legend that we've already talked about and explain the Goatman Bridge legend and all that. But they go on to say that as far as the satanic rituals, they said, this is what I believe to be the most unnerving part about the whole thing. I have many friends who live in the area of the bridge and say they have seen people in black with candles on the bridge after midnight. I myself saw a person in in a black robe the first night I went. I think a lot of the apparitions of goats or goat men are these conjured by Satanists. I found one picture in the bathroom of the goat man's house of what I believe to be a Satanist, but who knows what it actually is. And that's another part of the legend that we didn't touch on because there's supposedly a house 
that belong to the goat man. It's not right there by the, you know, it it's in a weird spot. And so nobody has actually been able to tie it back. It's to, just, it's been attributed because it's a house out there. It's a house. And, and it goes with the legend. Right. And it, it's abandoned. So, you know, people can say that. Yeah. And it, it doesn't diminish. Nobody can prove it wrong. Which knocks me out because, you know, number one, if you're out in the woods and you come upon an abandoned house, are you really going to go in? I did. <laughs> Not to Goatman's house, but at those haunted railroad tracks that I was discussing, there was a house out there that was abandoned, and me and a couple buddies actually crawled through the window into that house. Jeez. Nothing happened. There was nothing in there. It was just a run-down old house. You know, we were terrified because we didn't know what would happen, you know. And we didn't stay long, but yeah, my dumb butt crawled in the window of an abandoned house. Man, I, so, I don't, now see that th- I, that scares me more than anything else we're talking about. Yeah, so Go, going into an abandoned house. Yeah, so I can't speak on would anybody do that? Because yes, I would. I yeah. did it. You know, so <laughs> I'm just as dumb as some of these other people, <laughs> <laughs> or I was. You know, I've I've learned a few things since then that keeps me from doing such things. You yeah. Know? Um, but she goes on to tell about her experience and says, I went on Halloween, um, but did not experience much. I was scared out of my mind, but I eventually got to know the area pretty well. Now I went back on a second time with my brother and a friend I go to college with and a good friend from UNT. We brought a flashlight for each person. It was dark as we parked right in front of the gate. And we, we all got out excited to explore and hopefully find Goatman's house based on what we knew about the legend in the area. There was only one other car there, and it was overflow parking from the soccer field, which was hosting a game that night. We hopped the gate and walked around 30 steps or so before something rustled in the bush and scared us, scared us half to death. I'm editing some words yeah. here as we go. So you know what else is out in the woods? Animals. Exactly. Woodland creatures. Exactly. <laughs> Goatmans and woodlands. Um, <laughs> she said, we jumped and held our flashlights close to the bush that rustled. My brother says something big and brown ran away after we shined our lights on it. I still believe that was probably an animal, but it was a big one and not a good way to start off the night as being as scared as we were beforehand. We walked another five steps before we heard footsteps, not of any animal. As we were all very outdoorsy and my friend hunts often, they were obviously of a human. The problem is, no matter where we shine the lights, we could not find the source of the steps. Now, if you go to the bridge in daytime, you notice that the surrounding wooded area is really not too dense. It's surprisingly open and there aren't many places to hide. That's why I was scared, because the steps were a deliberate heel-to-toe step not too far in front of us. We stood there yelling at the noise, trying to be tough, as we initially thought it was just some students messing with us. Not even a second after we stopped yelling, a rock hit my friend's truck that we all rode in. A few other rocks were thrown, and we charged the area, finding literally nothing. We were mad that something through rocks and it wasn't until a night later that i found out that there is reportedly a bigfoot in the area and one story i found includes rock throwing we walked the path across the bridge and even heard a grunt and we took our time to kind of recollect ourselves it, advancing in the woods we heard the same heel to toe footsteps everywhere we went It came from all directions. It even ran right in front of our lights, and we couldn't see anything. We checked everywhere, and there was nobody there. It was just too weird for me. We kept experiencing this the entire way up to another parking lot where there were no cars, right by the power lines. We decided to turn around and experience nothing for the rest of the night until we decided to try and find what threw the rocks at us at the beginning, when another rock was thrown. We did not find the goat man's house that night, but instead we went home scared and kind of a little bit skeptical. And she said she would have been 
even more skeptical if she hadn't known that they were the only ones out there and it would have taken about 15 people placed all across the trail walking around to make those noises. So she said that there were reports of Bigfoot out there. I looked that up. Mm-hmm. Found no reports of Bigfoot in the area. No Bigfoot report. No Bigfoot mm-hmm. reports. And I'd searched three or four different sites to try to find a reported Bigfoot. And let me tell you something. And I, we touched on this in our Bigfoot episode. There are websites dedicated to documenting sightings mm-hmm. of Bigfoot by state, by county. I mean, BFRO. If somebody has said, I think I may have heard a Bigfoot in this area. There is documentation of it out there. Right. I mean, I promise. So if if Adam couldn't find any documentation of a Bigfoot in that area, there ain't no Bigfoot in that area. <laughs> yes, thank you. And there's not. Because, you know, I searched all of the big ones and all of the little ones that I have uh, in my search history and bookmarked and everything that I, I keep at yeah. hand to, to look for these things. Couldn't find a single report. Even anywhere near that in Denton County. Yeah. And, you know, there was one up in the the northwest corner of Denton County. Mm -hmm. But that's a long way from where we're talking. Yeah. So it could be, but I I doubt it. You know, uh, the evidence that we found doesn't show that there are Bigfoot in the area. Could be wrong. You know, don't hate, but that's just what we uh, found. You know, you there's know. a soccer field that close. Right. You know, now. Yeah. You know, likelihood is there's no Bigfoot. Right. But but there's also likelihood that there's kids. Yeah. And kids throw rocks. I mean, or, you know, kids and, are jerks. Well, they, you know, well, they, you know people mess with people. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, I we we did this stuff in high school where you got an area that you go to that, hey. This place is supposed to be haunted. And you just go and you hang out and then somebody shows up, you know, just some, you're like, oh, they don't know. They don't know we're here. Let's mess with them. Right. And you scare the living daylights out of somebody. Right. And you, and you have a really good laugh. Yeah. You know, but the flip side of this is, you know, this is an experience. You know, we don't have any, any proof that it, that it wasn't something paranormal. Um, You know, it's definitely weird. Mm-hmm. I mean, All even, the footsteps around yeah, them. Yeah, I mean, you know, and it, you know, it it would it would be difficult to to just happen upon some people that are going to the bridge, and you just happen to have a big group of people out there that can go undetected for a right. period of time. Right. You know, even if you think you're going to play a big joke on somebody, you know, somebody's going to laugh. Somebody's going to get seen. Mm-hmm. For, you know, to, to let, let the people in on the joke. Right. So, you know, I'm not saying there's nothing going on down there. I mean, I, there's obviously some weird stuff going on down yep. there. And, you know, we just we just weren't able to find really documented or good documented evidence of goat what man. exactly goes on in there. Right. Of the goat man. You know, anything like that. Right. So... This is probably a good time to get into what we kind of think it is. Yeah. Um, You know, in my personal opinion, from what we found, and, you know, I know that we didn't give y'all a lot of evidence of anything like we normally do, That, but it's because it's not out there, guys. Yeah, we don't have it. You know, it, I think y'all know by now, if we have it, we're going to give you the evidence, the stories, whatever. It's not there. However... From what we did find, you know, I, I kind of get the feeling that that area may have something paranormal going on, as in a haunting of the woods or of that area, because, you know, there are deaths that happen at bridges, whether accidental, suicide, whatever. There are deaths that happen at bridges, and there were some out there. Mm-hmm. So there's 
every possibility that that area could be haunted. And because of the weird activity that does happen, a legend has grown up around it to yeah. make it more terrifying than it is. It just fuels it. Exactly. Um, so you come in with your fear already, and it amplifies the situation, whether mentally for you or if there is a spirit there, it allows that spirit to have more of an effect on you. Um, but when you look up Goatman or Goatman Bridge, you find several hits from across the U.S. of there being multiple Goatman Bridges. The legends are all about the same. Um, you know, they closely resemble one another. But why the Goatman symbol? Well, for centuries, you know, we have had the mental picture of a goat man or a satyr type being. It's portrayed as the devil or, you know, Baphomet is a goat headed, goat legged entity. Um, So we associate that with evil. And I think a lot of times when we want to portray something as being evil, we automatically go to the goat man symbol. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a lot of what we've got going on here. There's something happening. And for years, people just associated it with the most evil thing that they could picture. And they went to the image of a goat man. And that's because the devil is a goat horned, goat legged, creature yeah and you know the thing about satanic rituals taking place there um you know satanism is real satanists are real they exist i mean they're they're out there now whether they're going to you know a remote bridge to do rituals i don't know but you know, there's a there's a chance that that indeed has happened. And there's there's definitely been graffiti found that supports that. In mm-hmm. fact, um, I, I did find a few references to somebody having having drawn a makeshift Ouija board on the bridge, which is a bad idea. That's just dumb. <laughs> yeah. If you you believe it, don't believe it, whatever. Don't go making a, a Ouija board out of a supposedly haunted bridge. Don't go making Ouija boards. Sorry. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> it was, uh-huh. but that's all I could think of when you said don't go. <laughs> I'm sorry. But, you know, Satanism is real enough that it, it, it gives some credence to the creepy factor of this bridge. Sure. You know, and the fact that, yeah, somebody could have gone out there and done, I mean, you know, it's got a legend, you know, somebody was murdered at the bridge, according to the legend, you know, people have died at the, at the bridge, committed suicide. Um, and, and if we, if we expound on what we, what is common with haunted places, running water, you know, holding energy. I mean, that makes, you know, that makes bridges a, a pretty good magnet. And, you know, that's, I think that's part of the reason we see so many stories of haunted bridges across, across the world, really, mm-hmm. but especially here in the U.S. Um, so everything just kind of fits together. You know, we just wanted to see, I wanted to see somebody's real story that said, hey, my name is Joe, and I went to the bridge on, June 15th of 2006, and this is what happened to me. And we, we just weren't finding that. But, you know, there there is enough stories that Adam and I felt like, you know, this is this is worth looking into. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's in the the people's. The people's legends themselves mm-hmm. of what they have experienced there. Um, as vague as it may be, 
everyone around that area knows of the the haunting at Goatman's Bridge. They know it as Goatman's Bridge. Um, it's popular enough that many people, you know, paranormal investigative shows and groups have gone out there and done things. right. And Matt and I have not been able to go out there and experience it ourselves. Right. So all we can go off of is the historical and modern day reports that we could find or couldn't find. And, you know, we don't, we don't mean to make light of anybody's experience out there. We just, according to what we found, we don't believe it's everything it's cracked up to be. Yeah. And Matt and I don't say that often. Um, We, a lot of times, you know, we're, open-minded skeptics we go into it ready to be blown blown away have our you know socks knocked off by the evidence and sometimes that happens Mm -hmm. it just didn't happen in this case um so if anybody out there has ever been to the old alton bridge in denton county please holler at us if you have any evidence Please holler at us. We would love to see your evidence of it. Um, but if you haven't, you know, or if you have, what do you think is going on out there? Or you might know someone that that's been there and and that has a, you know, a really good story about what they experienced when they were there. Mm-hmm. You know, we'd we'd love to hear it. Um, like I said, at the minimum, it's a really creepy old bridge. With a fantastic story to go along with it. Mm-hmm. And next time I'm in Texas, I probably will go yeah, by there. Yeah. You know, just to check it out. Crawl out there at midnight and tap on that bridge, brother. I'm never awake at midnight. <laughs> I didn't even make it on New Year's. Me either. But <laughs> maybe I can take a nap and get back out there later in the evening. Um, but yeah, let us know. Email us. Let us know what you think. Um. You know, we, we got into the episode hoping to be wowed, and we weren't. And we still wanted to bring it to you, though, because we're not going to try to sensationalize anything or whatever. Yeah, we're going to tell you. It's fun. I yeah. mean, I, I love the story. Yeah. I mean, the whole. The whole the legend is great. The story behind it is a great story, whether it's, you know, it's true or not. I mean, if it's true, it's it's tragic and horrible. But, um you know the, the all the all the the lack of 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 evidence on the story says that it's just it's just that it, yep. it's just a story. just a story so like we always say what do you think let yeah. us know let us know so uh thanks for joining us for this one it, it was it was fun researching this um like i said fun story uh, we hope you enjoyed it um as adam mentioned at the top of the show Please make sure and go and check out our sponsors. Let them know that you heard about them from Graveyard Tales. Uh, go to our website at graveyardpodcast.com. Uh, there you can listen to our show. Uh, you can find links to purchase our merchandise. You can learn a little bit more about Adam and myself. Uh, and you can become a patron. And thank you to everyone who has donated money to the show. It, like Adam has said, it helps us keep the show free. Uh, and it helps us uh, make the show better for all of you guys. Um, find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Adam Adam is the chief tweeter around here. The tweeter head. <laughs> so if you tweet at us, you're going to get a tweet back from Adam. Um, I'm sorry. But, but get, uh, <laughs> you know, get into our Facebook group. It's a lot of fun. This this is where the discussions of these places uh, will occur. So if if you enjoy, you know, some some good discussions and some great personal experiences and just some all around fun, uh, get in get in the Graveyard Tales Facebook group. Um, we're what fifteen hundred members, you know, more than now? that, more than that. So, um, you know, it's it's growing every day. So it's it's a good place to uh, to hang out and have fun. So, um. And, and as I always say, be sure and go and rate and review us on iTunes. Someone asked if if our if all of our downloads were were calculated if they didn't listen on on Audio Boom, who is our gracious host, um, would their downloads be counted? 
Yes, they absolutely will. Audio Boom collects data from uh, all of your your podcast. Uh, what are they called? Podcatchers. 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 So whatever you use, um, yeah, you're you're being counted. But by rating rating and reviewing us on iTunes, it moves us up the chart, and that is the number one way for more people to find us and to bring more folks into the graveyard. So. Uh, Thank you for everyone who has done that. Um, And until next time, we'll save you a seat in the graveyard. See you soon.